Welcome to the Digging Group. Dexter, New Blood Podcast with Victor. And uh, Colton Duffy. This is Victor, and now that Colton has done orgasm to this song in the bar, I'm joined by Colton. Colton, how are you? I'm doing good. How is everybody? Now, I bring into question, what, ha- what, would, it, what would this whole attitude of this entire song been had we had a little bit different version of Runaway? And instead... Oh! Yes! Oh! <laughs> Uh, I like to that's say, great. I think the show may have been better. I think it would <laughs> He plays this wow. damn song every time. It's interesting. Here's to the Kurt's just bags. a crazy Kanye West fan. Oh, my God. To the scumbag. That's really funny. <laughs> Sorry, I love Kanye. I really do love Kanye, actually. So. Uh, okay. This is... Episode five of New Blood, titled "Runaway." Um, I want to say that this is the—I don't want to say it's the biggest episode. It's the most something episode. It's like this one gets people talking because mm-hmm. there's a lot, a lot that happens here in this episode. So much. I think you, I, I think I actually have more notes. I'm not even gonna lie. I think I have more notes on this episode than even the first episode. I'm with you. I feel like I have a lot of notes. You, me and you try not to talk mm-hmm. about the episode, but you texted me something today. I had to. That it's, this happens to me a lot. I feel things. I get, I can't put them into thoughts, which is great for a podcast, but I know I was feeling it. And then when you texted me, I was like, oh my God, yes. You texted me. I've never loved and hated an episode so much (laughs) yes that's all i can say and it's it's a great point because i don't i don't even know if this was the best episode thus far but it's the most interesting easily and so let me let me We'll come back to that once we start the episode. There's some house cleaning stuff I want to do. And there was like some Dexter news this week. Oh, I don't even know. So I'll call it Dexter news. But um, Jamie Chung, who plays Molly Park, mm-hmm. the podcaster. Did you listen to the episode she did? She They released that Trinity episode as a podcast. Oh, no, I did not. I remember seeing something somewhere... About some people were like, even if it was like really shitty, why did, that's like the perfect marketing ploy for them to do. Why didn't they do that? So apparently they have. Okay. So, okay. So she released, it was like, it's like a 10 minute episode that goes over the Trinity killing. And it's funny because there's, there's a lot of little Easter eggs and, you know, you kind of, you're listening, you know, it's, it's a fake universe they're talking about, right? So it's almost like listening to like a Batman podcast. Like it's all, this all create you know and she's like and then the case broke when super agent frank lundy came to miami so it's like oh wow like it's just cool like you know they're yeah okay um really creative but something i wanted to add that i was going to talk about in the episode but i might as well get out here last week did you have and i i don't remember if you did an opinion on the podcaster 
Molly Park? Uh, Did you hate her, like her? Last week, I I had no opinion of her whatsoever. This week, it's it's actually funny. This week, I have a completely different opinion from the first watching of it to the second watching of it. So, yeah. I, I was totally... When she brings, like, all of Vaca into her into the and I'm talking about oh, last week's episode yeah Angela, I forgot about that when she brought in when it was like making the drinks and stuff I was like uh, I, I was a little annoyed not anno- not annoyed that's not the right word I wasn't I, I don't know how to use it into wording I was I didn't really care for it I guess I, so I, yeah. uh-huh anyway so I'm sorry man I'm going all over you so I'm stepping on your toes no no that's fine that's fine um so I felt the same, and then we, me and Marissa watched this episode, and we kind of like we like looked at each other. I'm talking about last week still. Kind of looked at each other when she showed up, and then I listened to Jamie Chung, um, the actress who plays Molly, on the wrap up podcast with Scott Reynolds, and I got a, I kind of got a little bit of a newfound respect for her. Okay, perfect casting, and it just made me. It started to make me think, and I am getting a little bit into the episode, and I try not to do that, but. Why wouldn't she act entitled? Like she has this huge podcast that she could spend mm-hmm. expense New York trips and stuff too. So it just gave it gave me a new realization. It's like, is her being a podcaster any different than like a social media influencer? No, you know. So I get why she comes off as so attackful. Yeah, if that's if that makes sense. Uh, I, I just wanted to say those two things that like the the, the Trinity podcast was great. And I had a newfound respect for Jamie Chung um, after listening to that. Now, as far as well, I was gonna okay. I am gonna say this. As far as like the actress, like the the actress playing it, I didn't have an issue with her last week. It was, it, and I don't have an issue with her this week. It was more the character itself. And I, I, I did pick up on that. I'm like, I would be the same way. If they had an influencer, take out podcaster, put an influencer, I'd be the same thing. I'd be like, oh, it's something like, I don't really, I say that as a podcaster, I don't really care. Like, I'm like, okay, this isn't something I can really get that into. Like, we're, we're, we're podcasters. But like, high right. level, like, if they had Joe Rogan and his bald ass coming in, I'd be like, fucking A. Like, seriously, like, it would kind of like throw me off a little bit. That's more what I was trying to get to. I was like, it's not her as an actress. I think she's doing a good job. It was the character itself. But again, when we get to it, my opinion of the character has changed. Right. Um, and then something else I wanted to sort of throw out here. And it's something sort of a realization I had this week in this episode. And I may be tiptoeing into the episode so if you at all feel the same way cut me off because then we could stop and i was having this conversation with the chat that's another thing i wanted to say i we our numbers have gone up in terms of listeners almost like double per episode oh really so we were at like f- we we're at like four now we're like at eight listeners so oh we're like shit we got fucking, eight people oh, yeah fuck. yeah i think i think nike's gonna start sponsoring i need to start putting here. on makeup oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah eight listeners um Two of them are Megan, Marissa, <laughs> and it's the chat. That's the, it. the other one is me streaming as we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> and my stream. <laughs> um, what, I, what, I, what I really did want to say is, um, if you're listening to this podcast, I don't know, I don't have to reintroduce it every time, but if you l- listen to the podcast and you see the notes I put, we do stream these episodes live on Sunday night at 10 o'clock right after the episode airs. And I'm bringing it up because the chat is a lot of fun. It's hard almost to like keep up with the chat and record at the same time. But 
it's just funny because there's so much behind the scenes stuff with the chat that I can't access everything at the same time while trying mm-hmm. to record. But if, if you're if uh, you know we do this completely for free, we take out our own time to do so, mm-hmm. and the best way to repay us is like literally join the chat and either make fun of us or just engage in conversation with everyone else because it makes me feel really good that there's like that other people are using this platform, this streaming as a place to talk about the show. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I get quite a few messages. It's hard to keep up. I, you know, I may, I may not answer some people, but I get a lot of messages during the week of people just wanting to chat Dexter and it's cool and it's fun. It just, I can't respond to everyone. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's like the best way to, give us thanks yeah <laughs> you know like just again i i called it i know you've you've said this since the first episode like this is the most fun we've had doing this e- is these these streams easily. with this the new show um so the best way you know we don't ask for any money we're not doing patreon or anything like that the best way you can repay us is join us on the youtube stream and come on and tell us we suck or Come make fun of that guy. Whatever you want to do. DM DM me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you my PayPal. I will. Uh, he's not taking anything. I will take. No, actually, I will. I will not take solicitations. <laughs> if anybody sends me their PayPal, I'm gonna reply back. And I'm just gonna tell you to fuck right off. Okay. So. <laughs> so everyone, send your money to Colton at PayPal. His, uh, his username is at at. I'm still. I still don't think it's Kurt, which we'll get into. Um, it actually is. I recently updated my PayPal, and it is at <laughs> Kurt didn't do it, and I have proof at PayPal.com. I, I don't even know how PayPal works anymore. Oh, fuck. I don't even know either. <laughs> I use it. Yeah. At Kirk All didn't right. do it. I, <laughs> I love that you say Kirk. It's so funny. Um, And, and once again, if, if, if um that... That Trinity podcast I just saw in the chat, Roxanne didn't um didn't know where to get it. Yeah, it's it's done the same thing, the Dexter wrap up podcast. Um Scott Reynolds does an episode after every episode. It's usually with a actor or actress from the show and then a writer or director from that episode. Pretty insightful and you get a lot of behind the scenes, like how everything came together. So I think that covers everything. I wanted to get into my little spiel about what I think this series is. Um, you know what? I we we're, This is probably going to be a longer episode. So, yeah. Colton, let me say this to you. I think after this episode, I came to realize this mini-series or whatever you want to call it, reboot, remake, is more about fan service than it is about an original season nine continuation of the story. Do you agree, disagree? Um uh yes i actually that is probably the best way to put it it is and it's not it's not a bad thing i'm saying that Mm -hmm. it's just i think i realized this episode they're doing more of playing the hits yeah and the hits worked that's why we are here we all like dexter Mm -hmm. than it is a season continuation season nine like you had Um, like you have to have watched the first 
season, the first series of Dexter, I feel like, at least through the... No, I, I, I want to go and say it all the way through. You have to watch the first series all the way through to watch this, but this isn't, as you said, a sequel. Kind of like, you know how they have like a bunch of spinoffs I've seen of The Walking Dead? From what I've been told, you can watch the like Walking Dead, Day of the Dead, whatever. One of them takes place in like LA. You don't have to watch the original Walking Dead to watch that. You have to know the premise, basically, but that's about it, from what I understand. This, you need to have at least watched it. But again, it's not a sequel. It's kind of hard to ex- explain what I'll it go is, as, I guess. I'll go, as, I'll go as far to say, and I think I caught it when Molly shows her podcast and just everything they talk about in the show, and especially the way they wrote off Hannah. And if, you know, we're going to dig behind the scenes here. Mm-hmm. This is Clyde Phillips, who was there from seasons one through four. Season six, seven, and eight is basically almost acts as if it didn't happen almost there's a couple i think no no sure i mean how how the whole season eight ended is a part of it but yeah i think when you say you had to watch the first season i think you needed to watch seasons one through four absolutely and i think you've been you could fit right in as long as you just find out how dexter ended um which it's everywhere (laughs) everybody knows (laughs) like everybody knows how it ended so so all of that being said, I guess we can finally get into the episode. Yeah. Oh, doozy of an episode. Doozy of an episode. Our episode starts out with Devin Dexter discussing revealing himself to Harrison. Something I noticed here, and you and the chat can back me up here. Dexter talks about how fake he is and how much he's living this lie, mm-hmm. which he's done before. But something I feel like he's never said before is he says, it's so fucking lonely. I don't ever recall Dexter himself saying that. No, because he originally you know enjoyed it. Like when when the when the show first starts out, he didn't really like Rita around. It was more of like a necessity, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so I think he kind of enjoyed being alone and doing... Now, granted, that was when he was the, and I'm saying Bay Harbor Butcher because that's ultimately what he becomes, but when he was just the Bay Harbor Butcher on his own before Rita, the littlest tiny bit we get glimpses of, I think he was happy kind of being, I say that, but I mean, there was still Deb, but I think he was happy just mm-hmm. sitting in his room doing doing Dexter stuff, and then that's it. So I, But it's so, it's changed a lot, which is good. I think the way... I think we talk, spoke a lot about this in season eight, that Dexter got more sloppy towards the end because he also became more human. Mm-hmm. Season one, he was like the perfect little monster and because he had no emotions, everything was shields. And as he grows and he gets more mature, you know, Hannah, Harrison, he gets a lot more sloppy. And I think this season is does continue that thread like he is vengeful, right? Like, yeah. The drug dealer doesn't necessarily fit. Well, he does fit the code, but not the way he wouldn't have previous. He's a very, very loose fit. But it's Dexter being, I think this is the worst version of Dexter in terms of it's the most scary. And it's like, what if someone bullied Harrison? I mean, that person, (laughs) what, he's going to kill him? Like, you know what I mean? He might. Um, So... But I, I just, when he said I, it feels so lonely, I just personally feel like I have never seen that come out of Dexter's mouth. No. Um, that way. Something I do enjoy 
and it's a lot about this episode, even though there's, what I'm trying to say is, I like that they deal head on, like the next, it, it happens a few scenes later, but Harrison walks home and Dexter's just sitting there with a the scalpel. And it's like, oh, we're, we're going to have this conversation now. Mm-hmm. Like now we're not going to... Razor, by jump. the way. Right. So yeah. What did I say? A scalpel? Yes. Yeah, it's a, a straight, a straight edge. edge razor? Yeah, straight edge. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy the fact that Dexter is kind of calling Harrison out on his lie, but he's more so trying to mm-hmm. become a... Trying to teach him, trying to empathize with him. Yes. Yeah. And... And Harrison has the perfect, like, fuck you card back where he's just like, I'm not the one living this huge lie, Jim. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a really good one, actually. Yeah, it's just like a perfect, like, you can't lecture. You have, you, you'll always be on the low ground if um, Harrison has his way because, yeah, he's the one living the lie here, not, not Harrison. <sighs> This is the first episode I was able to break down the stories into their own parts. Okay. But I wanted to... Do we want to start... Let me know where you want to start. I'll let you um, I'll let you pick. Okay. Well, I kind of have the main story of Harrison and Dexter, so I want to save that for last. But we yeah. have the Angela and Molly take a road trip. Okay. Kurt and the girl in the room. Okay. And that's it. And the Dexter Harrison, the main, the the A plot. So, take your pick of you want to start with the podcast road trip or Kurt? Yeah, let's talk. Or let's, Olsen twins. <laughs> uh, we will get into that. Um, no, let's start with um, road trip to New York City road trip. I'd rather do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Angela and Molly, uh, sponsored by Molly's podcast. Go head to New York City to find Matt at this hotel. We the, the setup for it is like you know Matt checked out. He's at this hotel. Angela doesn't believe it. By she the wants way, to see him it's so fancy. It's a Holiday Inn. When Angel's talking, that signs <laughs> there's yeah, a Holiday a, Inn. And I'm like, I'm like, wait, they made this out to be like this high end clientele place. It's a fucking Holiday Inn. I was like, oh, okay, fair I, enough. I think they said at one point it's the Gramercy Hotel. Oh, did they? And I, <laughs> I think they did, but. Is that a real hotel? Yeah, I don't even know. Is that a real hotel? Actually, I, I maybe think that it is. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm okay. not 100 sure. I know nothing of hotel other than whatever is yeah. the cheapest I stay in. La Quinta, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So th- there's two setups here, right? That the reason why Angela double has a double reason to go is there's a missing persons conference, law enforcement conference. And mm-hmm. it's convenient. It's at the same hotel that Matt stayed at. Sure. And super convenient. As Angela walks into the conference, we get the return of one Angel Batista who's being introduced. Ooh, ooh, ooh. No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. You get, you put some I'm respect holding. on that name. He's now Captain Batista. Okay. They say, which was kind of weird. They said Detective Captain Batista. I was like, well, which one is it? I was like, he's he's he detective or is he captain? Either way, he is Captain Batista. I'm very proud. Let's go ahead and finally, it only took 30 years, but he got captain. So let's give it a round of applause. Uh, <laughs> Tara in the chat is saying that maybe the con- the hotel for the conference and Matt's hotel was different hotels. Oh, and I think she's right. You know right, what? I right. think she is right. Yeah. Very good catch. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, they they were. That's why there wasn't the uh, the Holiday Inn. So, <sighs> the Batista being the person here, mm-hmm. Batista. I, I I tried to write it down word for word, but I didn't get all the things with you know as Batista's talking. Basically, Angela's trying to get some further knowledge on the idea of how do we get how do we get find these missing girls and that's why molly's there right mm-hmm. and batista says something to the effect of that they had all committed he's talking about the bay harbor butcher mm-hmm. they had all committed crimes they got away with if you have if you can one common link between them that that may be the person doing that there's something to that effect right and then the camera cuts to angela and she goes hmm that makes sense Mm-hmm. Just the way they make her sound like what Angel said is so profound, and the way that so let me let me let me say what I'm trying to say. Okay, they have Batista. Let me ask you: Did this bother you at all? <laughs> Batista being the person, um, who's speaking. Y- yes and no. Okay, one yes because. Batista's probably like one of the worst cops ever in TV history, I feel like. But we've we've gone into our criticism of Miami Metro, so let's just put it to the they're gonna put it to the side just a little bit, okay? The reason I'm saying no is I think Angel is ultimately other than Vince in a way, I think Angel's probably the most liked character in Dexter outside of the main Dexter, Deb, you know, the, the, the Trinity or whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Angel's probably the most like character. So who better to have come in as the bridging gap than the one of the most like characters? Like, what, you can have Matthews. Let's say you have Matthews coming in and talking. Everyone's going to be like, oh, fuck. What, why isn't that guy still around? Like, you know, LaGuardia's ghost is coming in or something. Like that. I don't know. So having him come in i think that that's the reason it didn't exactly bother me so much i'm like okay i get it so i i started laughing because why you would have anybody from miami metro there we're sovereign in the nation remember (laughs) well it made me because i was like why do i feel like this is so laughable that batista is the person speaking at this conference so i did like a little tally of where the public, not the audience, not Dexter, where we leave off on the big villains. Okay. And I have Angela as being probably one of the smartest cops to be on Dexter. Easily. The most. Right. Her and Logan. uh, Just to throw Logan's name in there just real quick. Her (laughs) and Logan actually probably the best cops ever on this other than Special Agent Lundy. But yeah. So, and they try to make Batista this, like, you know, the same way you would go to, like, your mentor about whatever line of work you're in. They try to make Batista the same way. And so I did a quick jot of where the world stands on the eight seasons of Dexter Villains. So you're talking about a police department that had the ice truck killer committed suicide. The Bay Harbor Butcher was under their noses. They have the wrong person who they think it is, and they still didn't catch him. They think he committed suicide. According to the world, Trinity is still out there. Uh I can't remember. I think they think Jordan Chase is still out there. 
Yeah, he made a run for the Philippines or something like that. Well, they Deborah caught him at the basement, and then they let Dexter and Hannah Deb let Dexter and Lumen take their body. But so as I'm far as sure Jordan Metro Chase is in is in the he's Jordan in the Chase was never. I don't think they ever mentioned the Philippines. I don't know where you're getting that from. Oh, okay, okay, that may be. I may okay. Um, and so Jordan Chase is out the world. DDK Travis Marshall committed suicide and Oliver Saxon the only reason why Miami Metro found him and got him was because Dex said no I'm not going to do this kill and of which he ended up pinning him to death <laughs> inside inside Miami Metro inside Miami Metro so why why they have and why it's so funny is they have Batista as this like profound person you know who who has a knack for missing people like the way Frank Lundy had like a knack for serial killers is patently absurd and it's laughable. This is where I said to myself this is not about realism. This is about fan service. Absolutely. You're yeah, right. Yes. You're right when you said Batista is the most likable. He set, he's, he's wearing his fedora. Everyone likes him. Mm-hmm. And he never did anything that <laughs> against the grain. What are you laughing at? I'm just laughing in the chat with <laughs> Tara with <laughs> Lapashi. Like I'm just like, imagining him. Uh, uh, just some of the stuff that Tara's putting in there is like uh, the good advice that Batista was, uh, has is to bring home Lapashi, and I'm just imagining him getting no, up there. It's... <laughs> sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Me and Marissa say that. Me and Marissa say uh... that to me, to, our, to each other all the time. She's like, "Babe, babe, what?" La Passion. It's <laughs> not La Passion. La Passion. I'm just imagining him um, saying that like up there, you know, yeah, like yeah, to bring yeah. home these girls, which you need. <laughs> but even, even the way Angela walks over and he's like, damn, you're sexy, cute, sassy. You got it all. Where's your boyfriend? You know? Um, so I think this is where I just realized, and, and, it, and, and we didn't talk about it yet, but the way Kurt is basically Trinity all over again. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just funny that the show is trying to sell us on Miami Metro is this lauded and applauded police department and it's like they're terrible. <laughs> the cops we saw are five episodes thus far and the show was created to have Dexter operate because if they had a competent police department Dexter could not be. So you have Absolutely. to have you have to give you have to give and take there. Um I just found it funny. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and like like the chat saying, like I think Masuka would have been better, but he's like, I think he's more on the technical side of stuff. I don't think he has the. He the, was the always well, and he was always angle. kind of the comedy relief in a way. Like I feel like if you brought him in on this, it in a way it would kind of be like, uh, no, I don't know. And I say that like because his character was always funny and stuff like that. It. I think Angel was. If you pick the main people to bring in, it's either going to be Angel or it's going to be um, uh, Masuka. That's it. Like, there's no other character you can bring in to tie them together. Uh, like that, that fans themselves are going to like. And you're also you also ran out of characters because you have Quinn and Matthews, and I think that's it. Yeah, Quinn. Yeah, and you're the rest not gonna, of them are dead. No, <laughs> exactly, they're dead or they're gone. Right. They're written off. Whatever. So. Right. That's it, and you're not going to bring Quinn in. You're not going to bring Matthews in. So you've got these two. Angel's just, he's the obvious choice. Yeah, and again, it's fine. It was nice seeing him. I enjoyed it. 
So let's talk a little bit about what actually, you know, they brought him in here for a reason. Angela mm-hmm. and Bishop are, ch- Angela and Bishop, Angela and Batista are chatting and she's trying to get help slash advice about this missing woman's case. And we see why it hits so close to home with Angela. And it sort of sparks a little bell in Batista's head. He's like, hey, this reminds me of the Trinity case. And it kind of goes down a quick little memory lane lane where he brings up that Deb just had a gut instinct about it. And he tells, Batista tells Angela, like, hey, trust your gut on stuff. Like, you know, if you think something's up, go, go with it, follow it. And this, the way it ends, you know, she's like, yeah, this Deborah Morgan cracked the case. Let's get her. Let's get her on it. Help me. Oh, she died. Fucked up situation. And we get, you know, had a cute little kid. If brother, you were watching with... <laughs> no, no, no. He's like, yeah, this is how this conversation goes. And this is on Facebook. I can't, And I... Oh, my God. I wish I could remember his name. I am so sorry. He... Because Meg was laughing about it. Um, He had made a comment about how I was going to, like, dip pick the shit out of this, like, the conference. I'm mm-hmm, actually not. Mm-hmm. The conference itself, like, the law enforcement conferences I always had to go to and stuff like that, for the most part, this is kind of how they are. People don't really normally dress in suits and shit like that, but... um. My only big complaint, just to throw it out there really fast, is I don't know if you could get a podcaster in because all the conferences I always went to, we always had to had to show our credentials. Like I had to actually show in Texas, it was called a T Cole, that was like our certification, Texas Commission of Law Enforcement. I had to have a number and stuff like that to get in. I'm sure people outside law enforcement can get into them. I don't know if you can do it day of like they did. That's really my only nitpick. Not a big one. Other than that, it's actually pretty realistic for the most part of that. Um, But I wanted to – my biggest complaint on it was what he says because the conversation is essentially this. Oh, hey, you remind me of Deborah, which we've kind of been saying a long time, like for the last couple episodes. And he's like, yeah, 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 she died. Fucked up situation. She had a brother named Dexter Morgan. He had a cute kid named Harrison. Like all in the course of like two seconds. Like who talks like that? So, so this is, I, I have stayed, uh, I think I spoke last week about my, my, my relationship with Reddit and I have stayed off Reddit Good until last night after I watched oh. the episode. I just, I wanted to get, I wanted to, cause here's the thing. I always need to get like the feel because I don't want to come enough. into okay. this episode. Like I feel one way and everyone else has feels it like this. Like I got to make sure I want to make sure we're on the same page with stuff. And this was a big, this was a big talking point oh really is this is this realistic that batista would bring up so let me let me correct you for a second he doesn't say dexter and he doesn't say that angela reminds her of reminds her of deborah he says the person who cracked the case i think i think he says yeah you're as persistent okay someone in the chat he definitely he he definitely doesn't say dexter someone in the chat um correct us I thought he just said the the person who cracked the case was Deborah. She was very persistent on it. Um, but to your point, the main part of it is he goes and oh yeah, and yeah, this cute kid. Let me just say something real quick. If at that moment where he goes, oh, what's his name, and then he walks away, if you would have paused the episode and asked me how do I feel, it was complete rage because I was like, if he's gonna walk away and not name Harrison, what was the fucking point? Finally, he turns around. It's Harrison. So. To your point, like Batista just randomly brings all this shit up. That is a camp I would have been in. But 
sometimes when you get, I, I'm going to stand on the side of sometimes okay. when you get into conversations with people, random shit comes out. I always Fair. feel like I'm having a conversation with someone. You know what? I had it with my neighbor. We were just like, hey, how's, hey, how's everything good? Oh, you know, my father is in surgery and he's in the hospital. He's not doing well. And then me and Marissa were just like, ah, uh, sorry. Like we just said like, hey, how's it okay, going? Okay, but, but did your neighbor go, oh, hey, yeah, my dad, he's not doing good. He just had surgery. His doctor, by the way, is named Colton Duffy. Cute daughter named Grace. Like, th- that's what I'm saying. Like, it's that little. Ex- You're not. Now, to be fair, does some do, do people talk like this? And I say that as uh, somebody that I have ADHD, and I do say, and you know this when we're not recording, I'll randomly like say random shit. Does it absolutely happen? Absolutely. You know. So I'm not a. I'm not nitpicking it so much. Like it's not me sitting here saying bullshit, nitpicking. This is the worst thing ever and stuff like that. It's just a little bit like. It's a little too convenient, I guess. But it's moving the story along. Maybe maybe there was a better way to have this introduced. And speaking from me personally, I think there's more people who side with you. That like this is just a little like whatever. To me, what I would have liked to hear was Harrison went missing. Because I think something that we we figured out a couple episodes ago. Like, hey, Mm. what does the world think happened to Harrison? This show is not about to answer that. Um, that's a good point. Right. Did he go? Right? Did that, that's something that, that season eight just kind of forgot about. And we're, we're fine. We're not going to. I'm not going to sit here and complain about that. I'm just saying like. Of all the ways you're going to contrive this relationship, I guess the best the best way I can the best compliment I can give it is there are worse ways they could have done it. Of course, absolutely. There's definitely you know, worse. That's the best. That's the best backhanded way I could <laughs> say it. Um, and then, out, and then the purpose for this trip, they finally get the footage and the person of okay, who's just, checking out. Go ahead. Because this is going to be a long one, and I already said I have ADHD, so this is like, can you imagine had they made it worse? And it's Angel like sitting there talking to her, and he's like, yeah, <laughs> he was like, so I'm captain now. Oh. It's, La familia. I had Deborah Morgan. She was right here with me. She had Dexter Morgan was right there. This blonde hair, like just like so dramatic. Oh, like a telenovela. <laughs> like was it a, a, a telenovela? Telenovela. Yeah. Oh God, that I should been... I, I should have just let you say it. Just let me butcher it was. butcher this beautiful I know, language. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. So they finally get the footage, and they see that the person checking out is obviously not uh, Matt Caldwell. Mm-hmm. They kind of just take this information and run with it. They don't even want to say to the hotel security, like, hey, that's not him. They just take it, and they kind of like, hey, why was Kurt lying? Um, Do we know who the, has, has this guy been shown before? So funny you ask, when I was in my Reddit days browsing Dexter... Someone showed a clip of another country's version of their trailer. Like it was fucking Spain or Italy, whatever. And that guy was shown in the trailer. Or maybe it was an American one. He's in the trailer and he's like in the hunting gear the same way Kirk is. And he's shown like really quick. So we have not seen this guy yet. The chat can go ahead and correct us. 
Okay. But I'm pretty sure we have not seen him yet. Are we on the same page? Because I have no idea with mm. you anymore. Are we on the same page? Kurt mm-hmm. paid this guy to be there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. That's what I. That's what I think is happening. And Kirk or Olsen twins dad did. Someone. I mean, someone paid him to be there. <laughs> you know what? You know what? <laughs> it wasn't Matt. I know that. <laughs> I have. <laughs> it wasn't Matt. Uh, um, <laughs> could be Olsen twins. Um, deep fake, but <laughs> I <laughs> the camera the, footage the, was deep fake. The CCTV was deep fake, you know. I could tell the pixels. So I think this will come into play. Obviously, I think the biggest question here is obviously to Iron Lake and everything. Um, why? Why is Kurt lying? Mm-hmm. Why does this guy check out as him? Etc. 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 Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna leave how Angelus story closes until uh, um, the actual ending of this episode, which allows us to move into the oh, Kirk really storyline. Please, go ahead. So, just because it does fall into this storyline, um, and we were, when I was going to bring it up then, but I thought we would maybe get into it a little bit more. So, with the podcaster, um, one of the things that I wanted to point out on this, and I, I know I've seen this like in bits and pieces on Twitter and stuff like that, and I think that this is maybe – I very well could be wrong. I'm definitely not making any bets on this or anything like that. She makes a, res- um, a, a response at some point in it about, um, oh, the Bay Harbor Butcher, they thought it was one of their own. Can you imagine that? A uh, cop that was out there killing and stuff like that. I don't believe that, though. And then a cop turns around, and then she's like, oh, it's Mary, fuck, kill, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, I got to go do some other stuff right now. I kind of wonder if this is something that may potentially come back later. Like, is she – because I know that this is something that, like, people have gossiped about is that she's going to find out that Dexter was actually the Bay Harbor Butcher, that the reason she's really in the show is to – find out who he really is. That is some way out there speculation and stuff like that. But it is kind of interesting that she doesn't believe the official story of who the Bay Harbor Butcher is. I just want to make that the main point on it. I thought that was kind of interesting that they definitely showed that she doesn't accept the official account. Yes. And I think that plays into, she's definitely going to play a larger role as the season goes on, because I think we yeah. even see in the preview for next week, it shows like her Bay Harbor Butcher episode. Um, oh, okay. I, I remember I, I try not to watch the, the next episodes. I'm trying not to. I want to go into it fresh and stuff like that. They're they're rather vague, so I've been okay watching it. But okay. we, we see a really quick, the same way we saw like the Trinity screenshot of her episode. Mm-hmm. There was a little shot of um, Bay Harbor Butcher, and, and maybe that's just Dexter looking at her feed and being like, oh, man. But... Who knows? Yeah. Yes, I, I think you're right. That is that is worthy of note because I think it will it will come back. Um, yeah. Good point. To move on to Kurt. Oh my God, we're at forty minutes already. This is going to be a long one. <laughs> Kurt Dexter goes to Iron Lake Tavern. He gets this therapist number from Tess, and Kurt Caldwell walks in. This orgasm. Kurt has at the bar. It's if you're gonna watch this stream for no other reason, just come and watch it for <laughs> perfect wording. <laughs> my background. 
and and before this, we saw Kurt bringing Chloe, who was the girl from the last episode, into his dungeon, and we get the we get the whole explanation who? of like how. What? Who? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you're joking or not. Who did? You? Oh, Billy Eilish. Yeah, he did bring her Billie back. Billy Eilish. <laughs> You know what? I only know Billie Eilish by name, so I don't. I don't even know like what you're referencing. Does she look dude, like she that? Looks, dude, I really. I'm not gonna lie. It was the second watching. I had to like sit there and be like, okay, I don't think that's her. I actually thought it was her. Like she, like hair color, figure, like everything. I was like, is that? And I'm not a bit. And I'm not a fan of her music. Really, I was just like, huh. I was like, that's a really weird celebrity cameo they got going. And is it, yeah, is it anything besides the hair? I only all I see is pictures of green hair. Besides it's, the green it, hair, I don't nah, see that at all. She, she has a, her face, her face, not so much, but same like same body style, figure, and stuff like that. Yeah, fair enough. I am. Um, so, so we get we get the whole explanation. Well, we at least we get the answer as to what what is this room? Why is she there? We see how Kurt gets his quote unquote victims. Um, it's the pay, pay this, it forward room. <laughs> this the pay it forward room. This. <laughs> This scene at the bar is where it hit me again fan service. I think we have Trinity 2.0. He's never more thrilled in life than when he starts his kill cycle or ends his kill cycle. The way he comes into the bar and again Tess says the bartender like up oh, here he is again. He's going to go over there. He's going to fucking cream his pants over there and now he's going to ask me to dance and <laughs> The whole thing is just so, and it's so, it's almost like as if the writers got there and were like, let's do Trinity again, but make it different. Like copy my homework, just don't, don't have the same answers. Um, And I'm fine with it because it's a big mystery, like what's going on. Um, And and to, to, to further, you know, the whole point of the, of this story, um, Chloe, you know, she finds the the camera, cooks up a plan to basically strip and then show herself to let Kurt come down. She has this nifty little mirror weapon, right? Mm-hmm. You saw like the, the cloth around the handle of it. Yeah. Um, Kurt gets dressed up in his hunting gear, lets Chloe leave. I love that they didn't have the victim just be, yes, let me just run away. She knows mm-hmm. if she leaves this room, she's she's most likely dead. Dead. Yeah. Um, I, I just I love that they didn't make them just another victim, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Kurt grabs her, drags her out. He's asking her to run, and she knows better. Uh, basically, tries to run up to him. Bang! As be right before he shoots her, or I think it's right after he shoots her. This wasn't this isn't the way it's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the way he he's saying you ruined everything. He has like a, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, it's like mm-hmm. a break a breakdown. Like, you know? He acts like my two-year-old is what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered if this had anything to do with the embalming process that follows. That That's why he fucking shot her right in the face. So, more importantly, here we are. The, the, the most popular comment of the day I got, what are you getting for lunch from Colton? We had a bet that mm-hmm. we thought the sniper killer was Kurt. You thought... Actually, to be fair, I said it was Batista. 
and I think I was right on that, but no. I, We're I still not off Kurt. on that because he <laughs> has now showed up, so. And you thought it was Mr. Olsen twins behind the gear. Mm-hmm. Big Papa Olsen. To, to give everyone a behind the scenes and how much of a wish I wish I had a morning morning radio zoo show. Shit. I was trying to come up with something for Colton to be to play the villain and say, nope, it's still not him. Little to my surprise, Colton, the floor is yours because I don't want to speak for you. Hold on a second. Let me just get my victory beer out because we have no proof as of right now that he is the original killer. And let me talk about my three takeaways as of right now. One... He kills her during the day. The last time it was at a nighttime hunt, why is he killing her during the day? That's completely separate. Second, he doesn't play the song. Remember in the first one, he plays the radio as he's doing it. He doesn't do that this time. Second off, and this is the most important, he didn't get her her champagne and strawberries. What kind of fucking cycle is that? Winner. Pinky up. Mmm. Mmm. That tastes good. I'm not getting you lunch for shit. You haven't proved nothing. <laughs> well. <laughs> I was going to I was trying behind the scenes to make you a villain and just say the most ridiculous things to say that wasn't Kurt. You came up with him on your own. <laughs> <laughs> I did. You you did it by yourself. Um so, <laughs> so basically, where we're going to stand is, if I'm reading everything correctly, is you're, it, unless they show the same exact, unless they go behind the scenes and bring us back to that day when that shooting happened mm-hmm. and him take off his mask when that shooting happened, you're never going to back down. No, I won't say that. Maybe I will. <laughs> Well, I I will say this. I will say this. And I, okay, bit aside, I'm still not 100% sold that this is what we're being told is 100% what is actually going on yet. I still think that there's still something else going on. And, And I say this before I was told anything, what you just said a little bit ago about the other guy wearing the hunting outfit and stuff like that. So now I have a whole new wondering about what's actually going on. This podcast is over. Nope. We're going right in. <laughs> so, to your point, I think I'm speaking for everyone here, and I'm going to let the chat give me a thumbs up or thumbs down. I thought the general consensus was it was beyond any doubt. Oh, there's plenty of doubt. Kurt Caldwell was the shooter and the sniper. What we don't know is why. Why is they, okay. why is why does he do it? And second, why did he we pick still this don't one person for the first time ever to kill. We don't know. That's a very good question. We don't know why this is his first victim he's ever picked. We don't know that. We don't know that. And we don't know what's going on with the embalming part of the process, which I'm sure we are halfway through the season. We will find out. But 
like like Roxanne says in the chat, stay strong because <laughs> I wouldn't have that strength. <laughs> so you 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 uh um I I I'm going to go on the record and say Kurt is 1000% the shooter. What part does Olsen play? I I'm not going to say he doesn't. There's still an embalming process part of it. And like mm-hmm. I said before, the reason why I think Kurt gets all you messed this up and he gets all frazzled is because that part of the kill cycle kill chain is messed up and I think he genuinely there is something about I think I think I correct me if I'm wrong but something about how Trinity got so upset someone saying like oh you touched the children or whatever I think the same way that this girl offered some of her nudity to him really set him off because like he said it's not about that it's something else some little cycle he has yeah okay what's what is it uh playing devil's advocate right that's when you're playing when you're like kind of taking the side of something that you know is wrong okay so um i don't think you're playing devil's advocate i think you're playing rudy giuliani (laughs) (laughs) start sweating (laughs) Um, I i think you're rudy giuliani here and um I'm America, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. ahead. No, I will say there was something really weird when he shot her in the in in the head, and then he shoots her again. Like, what is this about? Like, there, because it's not just her offering the nudity and stuff. You can't tell me that any other girl he's locked in there at some point has been like, okay, this dude wants to get off on his rocks or whatever. Let me show him my tits. Like, how long is when if. We're going to take this route. Like, how long has he been doing this and stuff like that? So we got that aspect aspect of it. Then the second part is, like, does it matter, like, the way? Like, does he have to shoot her in the back then? Does she have to be fleeing? You know, because why did he shoot her a second time in the heart? Like, that to me is very strange. Like, there's a lot of – that's what I'm – like, in all in all truthfulness right here, that's where I'm like, there's something else going on with this whole – everything that we i don't i'm gonna sound like i'm a sore loser right now i don't think we fully know what is actually going on yet i i really do believe that that there is way more than just a trinity killer like esque right i think there's something else happening did you just say you don't want to sound like a sore loser now i mean i don't want i don't i'm saying that to be polite so i know i know um So let me. I don't want to sound like an arrogant winner. (laughs) I think the second shot. (laughs) I think the second shot was a frustration. You fucked it up shot. I think if he had a knife, he would have stabbed her again. uh, Equivalent to like throwing it against the wall. Um, Maybe. More so. And I just want to bring this up because you're not alone in this. Um, because I think it's part of where this whole bet and everything arrived from. Lonesome Ghost in the, in the chat said, After the mystique of the killer's identity, Kurt's reveal felt lame. Lacked my killer personality. Makes me sure there's more to it. Perhaps another person involved. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, despite everything you're saying, uh, and I, I may be repeating myself, I think it was quite obvious the shooter was Kurt. 
we still don't know who the embalmer is, and we don't know why Kurt's doing what he's doing, but he is mm-hmm. the one doing it. I think we'll find out why he does this, take these people that are need a way out. What is provides this? He, them he, this room. He says, pay it forward multiple times this episode. There is something about that phrase that I'm really curious about. Like, he says, he it, it wasn't like a one off chance. He says that phrase. And I very well could be wrong, at least three times. He may actually say it more this episode, but I want to say he says it because he says it, I want to say twice with Billy Elish, and he says it once with Harrison. So he, he, he says it, I think, three times this episode. I think, to your point, um, so, you know, later on in the episode, Harrison, who is now planning to leave Iron Lake, and we'll get there why, um, mm-hmm. he finds Harrison walking towards a bus stop. First thing Harrison says to him, and this makes me all but sure Dexter is going to kill Kirk, is Mm -hmm. Harrison's like, hey, what happened to your face? And the perfect way he has the cheek slice. That's a catch I didn't get. That's good. this This is a subtle, non subtle way of saying, like, I think he's doomed. You know, how we're going to connect, we don't know. Because, like, you know, early in the de- episode, Dexter's like, Oh, fuck. How did I not catch that? I feel oh, like I thought such it was a like bad so... watcher. No, <laughs> like, now I'm pissed off. I'm like, that's so obvious. He could have had the stab wound anywhere, and he had it right exactly right where Dexter does all his things. God so early in the episode, Dexter says, like, Hey, look at him singing and dancing like he's not a care in the world. And here I am, so stressed out over my son. Is he the crazy one, or am I crazy? Obviously, we're going to have a clash of Dexter and Kurt at some point, especially this little conversation that Kurt and Harrison have. You know, he's sort of being a mentor figure to Harrison here. You know, hey, why don't you get a fucking job then? Why don't you start working if you're going to plan to leave and everything? Um, I was going to say, take take out the killing aspect of it. I, I like his character. Like, he's, like, not a bad guy. Like, this sounds horrible. It's kind of like Trinity. When you're, like, you take out the killing aspect of it at the beginning of the show, you're like, well, Trinity, like, he builds houses. Like, he's this nice guy. Like, take out that killing aspect of it and stuff. So- take out the killing aspect of it. Like, Kurt's, like, like he's a business guy. He's, like, helping out people and stuff like that. It's like, well, he's, like, a decent dude. So, obviously, what is coming up that, you know, we get to the thanksgiving dinner and shut up cunt right like (laughs) like what's gonna happen to see because there's ultimately a spot where we saw we learned to hate trinity right like at a certain Mm -hmm. point you're like oh this guy's bad we haven't fully gotten that with kurt i feel like yet technically i mean yeah he's killing innocent women and stuff like that but there's if i had to bet if i had to bet and this is just tea leaves and this is me doing predictions and you know how much i don't like doing prediction if right. I were to if I were to bet money right now on how this season folds out loosely, I think this Angela and Matt Caldwell thing will raise more questions into Kurt's life. Mm-hmm. I see. Th- I see something like yeah. Kurt, and I think I think the way the same way Batista was like, if you find the common clue of all these people, what is it? And I think we're gonna find what's the common clue of all these people, these girls that gone missing. They were they came into town real quick. Well, where's the first place you go when you come into town? It's this restaurant, et cetera, I bet you, et cetera. I bet you, I, I'm willing to bet you she finds an application for every single one of these workers. 
because he gets applications for every single person that's that's there. Remember, he says that twice, once to Harrison and once to the other girl. He's like, um, "Give me an application." I'm I, really that'd be so. That comes. That'd be so dumb if he keeps the applications, but uh, serial killers have have been. Tr- inc- well, yeah. I think more to your point, the bodies aspect of it all, I think is going. We we don't know what happens to the bodies. We don't even know what happens to her body. Oh, the, that's going to be a big thing. That yeah. I'm positive of that. Yes. All right. I cannot believe we are at 56 minutes and we have not even touched the main part of this episode. Oh, I'm sorry. I want to I want to say one more thing cuz you you said it and then I I kind of uh went into something else. The whole idea of paying it forward I wondered if the idea of why he was being so nice to Harrison was paying it forward because the way he fucked up with Chloe is my little my little oh. um, connection connection of the two. I have nothing. I have no proof in that. It's just something because even I said it to myself. Why is he being so nice to Harrison? Oh, is he paying it forward? Um, that makes a little more sense. Okay, just Fair the way I, I viewed it. Something we didn't start this episode with, and we have to remember next week, because even in the chat, Jacob's saying, Dexter will teach Harrison the code, we'll kill Kurt together, and Harrison will kill Dexter in the end. My overall hopes for the show. You said something very creative last week that we should have a, and we're going to start the Dexter storyline now, um, that we were going to have, not, not necessarily a bet like we have been, but where do most people side does Harrison kill Dexter? Because I feel like that's the big thing this season. Whether or not Dexter gets caught, I don't think, or rather, I don't feel is the point of this remake or reboot. Like, I don't, I, it's not heading towards does Dexter get caught. It's more so what is Harrison's dark passenger going to be uh, um, in regards to Dexter? And we are we're we're seeing that there's going to be clashing of the two so something that we wanted to do and you know whether or not the the chat can can help me formulate you know where where does everyone stand does the season end with Harrison killing Dexter or what's the other side of that or is it just yes or no about right isn't that the question you wanted to kind of put together like does this season end with Harrison killing Dexter? Are you, are you asking me directly or, or just the chat? Uh, I'm asking you like is that the question you wanted to sort of propose <clears throat> as a a focal point of as we close out the final five episodes? Yeah. Yes is, is and it, no. What, like, what, 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 what is the thing you said to me that kind of like a starting point? Isn't that what you said? No. I know that the, well. I know that that was something that was talked about a bunch. Was people were going to be asking that like it does, does Harrison kill Dexter? Is that how this ultimately ends? Mine is more is my opinion is more does Dexter die? That's more my opinion. Now who kills him? That's obviously a big factor in in everything. So do I do I want? I'll say this: Do I want Harrison to kill Dexter? No. I'll, I'll I'll just outright say it. No, I don't. No. So hold on. Let's let's work through this. Does Dexter die? Okay. It can only it can only be at the hands of Harrison. 
if it's anybody else, I think it's a major, major letdown of a show. You can't have someone they in, we just met in season nine be the one who finally kills Dexter. So I want to re- remove that. See, I thought the bigger question was, does Harrison kill Dexter? And where do we all stand? But you're, you're more citing, does Dexter die? Because I think that you can kill him whether it be by his own hand, and I say this, spoiler alert, if you have not watched Breaking Bad, spoiler alert, like turn off for the next 15 seconds, okay? It's out there. I don't I think we have it. to. That, this show's like 10 years yeah. old. Let's spoil the fuck out of it. Okay, look, we, we can spoil the fuck out. Okay, fine. Walter White. Who kills Walter White? Walter White. Skyler. Um. <laughs> Emotionally, yes, she does. Um, no, he kills himself. I, I, now, now, does he I do guess, it intentionally? No, he doesn't right. do it intentionally, but he kills himself. Were you disappointed with it? Had you, before that episode ended, had people been like, do you think, because I know I was in the team, hey, Walter, Walt has to die. He has to die. That's how it ultimately ends. Who's going to kill him? Jesse. Jesse has to be the one that kills him because he has to let go of his past, and that's how it has to happen. And he, they, they now granted, that's a whole different writing level than what Dexter is. But they gave Jesse the escape and they gave Walter the end that everybody wanted. So can they do that with Dexter? Like, does Dexter find a way to kill himself in a way? In a way, whether it be accidental or intentional or something like that. Or do you have something else? Like, can you work angela in and killing him and it's like an emotional thing i think you kind of can so so two things roxanne has to be done really well roxanne says the same thing what if angela kills him and something else that we didn't even think about him think about is what if dexter gets covid after uh from the blood from one of his victims that's a reality (laughs) i'm only joking i'm just i'm just repeating what um What 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 that guy is said? Is it that guy? Did that guy say that? I was gonna say yeah, is, that. That's a very like that guy said. thing. <laughs> that was good. That's actually really good. <laughs> and then he just said, "I'm liking my COVID theory." <laughs> I really that guy's growing on me. Really, it really bad. is. Um, uh, he's good. So let me. I I I guess I misunderstood what you were going to say last week. So I will I will put this out there. I am in the camp that Dexter dies because Harrison kills him. If they do that right now, I will say as of right now, unless they do it very well, if they do that, I will be pissed. I think, I will be very upset. And here, here's, here's some of what I'm bringing into it. I know season eight, Michael C. Hall wanted to be killed off. I know they wanted to kill him off. Showtime did not let him. I don't think yes. Michael C. Hall agrees to do season the new season without no. him being killed off. So I think by default, Fair. Michael C. Hall slash Dexter slash Jim Lindsay is dead at the end of the season. Now, by whose hand? I guess that's up for debate. I am saying it's at Harrison's hand. I think I think we almost get a kind of like passing the torch. He sets up a kill room. He does the cheek slice without even knowing it, et cetera, et cetera. I think we get like a grand stage repeating kill room. Well, how we get there, I don't know. 
whatever you have, okay, I don't I'm gonna I don't I'm gonna let you close out because we have to get into this whole other story, and we are at an hour and change into this episode. No, because what I'm gonna say is gonna continue us on even more. Let's keep that for it. It's so much speculation. Let's keep it for then. Yeah, let's 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 move forward with just the storyline. I don't want to do it. In, yeah, I don't want to do it anymore because we're gonna get into some major <laughs> speculation territory. And yeah, no, no. So the kids from high school pick up Harrison for a kill list party, so to speak. I love the way Harrison went from what the hell did I just get myself into into let's fucking rage mm-hmm. mode. Um, Which, by the way, fucked up party, fucked up way to have a party, secretly badass way to have a party. Let's be real. Like, that's some fucked up yeah. shit, but at the same time, yeah. for this type of show, that's some badass that's, like, You know, better enjoy yeah. this party. Holy shit. That's like, um, I don't even want to get into it. Yes, I agree. That's No, that's, yeah, no. Yeah. I'm not getting into it. Yeah. Oh, Har- good, good on the writers. Yeah. Very good idea on the writers. Harrison is straight up a hero for everyone at the party. He's getting drugs, drinking beers. Uh, Harrison takes es- ecstasy. And mm-hmm. I... When I was talking about the tension in this episode, this is where I felt a lot of tension. Scared for Harrison because you know he has all this weight on him. He knows his father knows. His story doesn't add up. Everyone's calling him a hero. He doesn't want to be called a hero. Because he knows he's not. Right. Like, I mean... Yeah. Well, kind of, Okay. Okay. Really quick. And I don't want to... We're going really long, Right. Do we want to call him kind of a hero because do we Okay. Can we at least be in agreement Ethan was going to be a school shooter? Is that uh, is that an a uh, a fair assessment as of right now? He was more than more than likely. Let's just say that. Was he more yes. than likely going to be a school yes. shooter? Okay. So, was Harrison technically a hero or is he because he's lying about it? But he also prevented a horrible event. So what you're saying is if Harrison does not do what he does, does Ethan still go through with his plan? Exactly. So that's a question that's like we're we're speculating. Right. <sighs> I guess yes, Harrison's a hero. I don't like that he's a hero, okay. but I guess he's a hero. Okay. No, and that's fair. Like, there's not really... This is one of the things. There's not really a right or wrong answer with it. But for Harrison, who as of right now, as far as we know of, has a conscience, is a quote-unquote a normal person, like, this has got to be heavy on him because he knows that his truth isn't the real truth mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm, really going on mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, yeah. Go on. Um, I, I just want to kind of make that a point because I think there's a lot going on with this party that I think adds some really depth to this show. To your point, and you just made me realize, I always complained about the Dexter show that everything was black and white. This was good. This was bad. You brought up a question that I never even thought of is, regardless if this story is true or not, is Harrison still a hero? That's a great, great, like, mm-hmm. that's a great, like, you know... um, yeah, it, 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 I'm, 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 I actually like that from this show that I didn't even think about till you asked that question. That it just used to be this guy's the bad guy. Dexter's going to kill him. This situation, this person's bad, and this is here is like there's some like interesting a take on it. So, so good, good, good point bringing that up. 
<clears throat> I'm still not quite sure if the girl asking him to carve an H into her was real or not. Did you did you think that at all or not really? That what? I'm sorry, what? Uh when when the girl says carve your initials into me into my into my foot. What did I what think of what on that that it was weird? Oh, uh, real. <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought it was real. I just thought it was high schoolers. I think it's both of them are way fucked up out of their mind and I I don't know now was she actually being sarcastic and funny or not I don't know I actually can't tell on that I think that this is like a weird situation I could I could see that actually happening at a party you know like mm-hmm. people like almost died 24 hours ago and they're fucked up on God knows what right and you have another kid who is a hero and he's all fucked up like oh she's saying carve sure like <laughs> i just got i got really scared for the harrison character of like if he does something like stab someone like we just have like a really shit situation for harrison but uh, mm-hmm. and they never addressed it again which made me wonder if this was real or not but just the way she did it i was just like whoa this is like really weird. and i just again maybe just something i was bringing into it is i felt a terrified for Harrison that he was going to do something. So Harrison gets offered this Oxycontin, sort of spins Harrison mm-hmm. down. Uh, um, uh, Audrey comes and says, hey, you know, let's get you a glass of water. Let's get you to calm down. Harrison's sort of like freaking out. Not freaking out, just like, hey, how come you're the only one to believe me? My dad doesn't believe me. Hey, you know what? His name is not even Jim Lindsay. And... Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, because I had a few gasp moments. If uh, older listeners of the Dig and Dexter show, Marissa used to do gasp during the show. <laughs> I gasp at this moment when he says, yeah. hey, his name is not even. Um... <laughs> I thought he was going to say it. I thought he was going to say yeah, I, I, I legit say thought Morgan. he was going to. Yeah. Something interesting this show hasn't done yet, by the way. They haven't told us what Harrison's last name is. Meaning, is he McKay? Is he Morgan? Is he Rita? What the fuck was her last name? Her maiden name? Rita Bennett? Holy shit. Rita Bennett. Bennett, yeah. Um, Paul Paul was her... Yeah. Paul Bennett, yeah. So, it's just interesting they haven't said Harrison Morgan yet, but I'm wondering if that comes into play. But we'll get there. Um, Logan... And we're going to talk about this, this name drop in a second about the Jim Lindsay, but Logan comes, revives Harrison... Um, mm-hmm. and we get to see Dexter arrive at the hospital. That must be crazy as fuck. God forbid that ever can't happens. <laughs> that's just like oops. right now. Can't imagine. And that's nope. and you got to think this is like twice in how many days? Because just a few days ago, Dexter was running to the school because there was a fucking situation at the school, and Harrison was directly like, "That's, whew. um, that, that's a fucked up week." <laughs> <laughs> like that, hey, that's and you know what? Week. You know what? I have to go back and look because. Remember when we were doing the earlier part of this episode, um, I think season eight, this whole season takes place over the course of two weeks. You know, That's so right. I forgot about I know, that. I have, to, I have to see exactly how much time has passed because um, Holy yeah, this shit. is a crazy, <laughs> you know, the Matt Caldwell thing. Then you have this going on, Harrison showing up. Something I have to go back and look at, or maybe the chat can help us out. Um that's a good observation. I forgot about that. I have to. S- I was just saying it sarcastically because, like the you know previous Dexter, their timelines didn't make sense. But this one, to be honest, their timelines are actually making sense. It's just it's a it's a condensed like a shit ton of stuff happens in the course of two weeks. Holy right. hell! Um, so, okay, <laughs> there's a lot of funny 
uh, chat stuff that I just want to <laughs> say. And, and it's always that guy. That guy wins the award. Just, uh, Harrison tripping balls, foreshadows the ending where he will trip and stab Dexter in the balls. Do you know what's really funny about that? I think it's on the Breaking Bad Reddit. They did a... Um, someone like took like one scene and they analyzed every color and they were like you see the white here that ref- that shows Walt's angelness and how he's not and then like the red and it's like the way the chip is is the chip showing that text uh Walter is not crunch and because he's not crunchy he's he's meant to be hard shelled and like all this stuff but they did this ridiculous take of an entire thing um the way that guy said <laughs> stabs the Dexter balls <laughs> um yeah, so even Roxanne says, I was wondering because no one mentions Christmas other than we see Christmas lights. I'm I'm going to assume we get the Dexter, the Christmas mention as we get closer to Christmas because I think the episode starts December 7th. And to my memory, it takes place over two weeks. So that would bring it to the 21st. I guess they could play loose with a few days here and there. Um, because they didn't ever have an official Thanksgiving episode. They never mentioned Thanksgiving. They never say anything about Thanksgiving. Well, on the first episode, like on the first episode, he um he crosses off December seventh. Oh, oh, okay. I did not realize that. I've forgotten about that. Um, that's right. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it was originally like the cheek mm-hmm, slash. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. To bring back to the show, I always enjoy seeing Michael C. Hall show raw emotion. And it's at the hospital mm-hmm. when Logan's telling him, like, hey, you got to be, like, tough love on your son here. And, you know, just the way Dexter's like, don't fucking tell me. <laughs> like, just because you think you're a coach, you're, you're a, a parent. You're, you're an assistant wrestling, wrestling coach. coach. Like, don't tell me how to be yeah, a fucking parent. Yeah. Yes. Um, I just, I, uh, I love, they don't let Dex, they don't let Michael C. Hall do it a lot. But when he shows the raw emotion. Um. And then something, and Jen brought this to my mind, and I think it speaks to how good the episode was. I didn't even notice how little Debbie we got this week. But in the scenes she was in, she was great. In the beginning of the episode. She's forefront. She's for, she's, she demands and takes on every scene she's in. And it's, it's amazing. In the beginning of the episode... You know, she's like, he's going to turn out like you because you're a fucking monster. And like she and the, as the camera turns, she hugs him. And even here and from the opposite angle that she uh-huh. was at. It, that's what I oh, I it's love so it. it's it's just so well done. Um, I can't wait to see. I'm most excited, you know, besides how it all ends. My second most excited just to see how Deb plays into everything. Just how she plays. Mm-hmm. Um, completely lost my train. Because she has to. She has to have a big finale. Like, the amount that they've had Deb in this, she has to have either A, a big finale where it's like, this is, we know for a fact this is the last Deb moment and stuff like that, or it's, she's going to play in bigger than what we're knowing as of right now, which I'm, I'm for either one of those. Like, yeah. Me and Marissa both laughed, and the next day Dexter says like, hey, uh, you're going to go see a therapist, and he just leaves Harrison alone for the day. Um, but <laughs> fair enough. Uh, so Dexter is going to find Miles, the Oxycontin provider, and this is, uh, um, oh my god. Uh, where is this it? Where where is this? It's we're running so long. No, my biggest gripe was with Batista, but I didn't even realize oh. how much of 
This is again where I realized. So let me ask you, what are you talking about? My biggest complaint of the entire episode and how they played really fast and loose is how the fuck he just walks in and gets ketamine and syringes. And that nurse, that or the vet is just like, I'll bill ya. You want ketamine? I'll bill ya. Hell, I'm moving to fucking Iron Lake. Holy sh- Let's do it. <laughs> so, the reason... So, part of why... In a non-locked box. <laughs> so, part of why I was very interested in this new blood was, wow, we're going to take Dexter out of the police department. We're going to take him out of Miami. He's going to have to think on his feet. You don't bring a you don't bring a Dexter show back to have him not kill. How is he going to mm-hmm. do everything when he doesn't have access to everything? Well, right off the bat, dating the police chief. Okay. We solved like 50% there. This is also where I realized this show is about this 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 mini series, this new series, limited series, sorry, is about fan service and it's not about the questions like how is Dexter going to pull off everything he used to without the stuff? Because honestly, when he walked in and even when he walked out, it took me a second to realize what just happened. I thought he was at the guy who sold the Oxycontin's house. That's why I was like, hey, what the hell's going on? Uh, all the tools okay. are at it. Regardless, all the tools at his disposal. I'll bill you later. Okay. <laughs> so... It's just vials, it's, vials of ketamine that uh, no no regulate. You didn't know that ketamine's not regulated <laughs> at all. So I I just again I think I went into the season like how are we gonna handle Dexter out of his element? And the answer is he's just going to do it. It's it. This is this is about and to the and to the show's credit they said this. This season is about the father and son relationship, especially Dexter and Harrison. It is not about how do you recreate Dexter when he's out of his element. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. funny. <laughs> it's just, yeah, no, a, a no, lot it, of stuff we say about the show, I think here is where we are validated about some of this. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Dexter goes to the bar to find Miles, finds him, mm-hmm. goes to drug him. Cops and Logan shows up. Uh, I do like that Dexter starts thinking on his feet and sort of beats the fuck out of him. Yes. Um, Amazing. That must have felt really good. Probably better than killing him using your bare hands well, to fucking... And that was a good use of the voiceover. The fact that he was like, oh, he was like plan B. And I was just like, that's good. Like, that's a good use of that voiceover when he does that. Mm-hmm. Versus like some of the... Because like, there, there was a couple times... Not as bad as previous seasons. There was a couple times when the voiceover came on where I was like, "This is getting a little bit like." Please remember, a little bit. Please remember your thought. He's playing video games. Okay, but I'm not here to play video <laughs> games. <laughs> there we go. But go ahead. Keep but this going. one was a good one. It's like, yeah. But when he was like, oh, he was like, "All right, Plan B," and I was like, "Okay, like, I'm okay with this." Like, yeah, that's some funny. That's some fun use. Fun use of the uh-huh, voiceover. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It doesn't. It doesn't add to the story but it's also like okay this is fun i'm good with it and we should mention that when he walks by the dogs they're all barking at him again this is why i keep saying it's fan service he walks by the dogs yeah yep still got it like we all know that scene from season one where you know animals don't like him and whatever um when logan is interrogating miles i 
Mm-hmm. One of my biggest complaints about all eight seasons is the surrounding characters did not matter. Masuka did not matter, and when they tried to make it matter, it made it even worse. If Logan does not matter for the rest of the five episodes, I think he's worth it as a side character for this scene. The way he's intimidating Miles and how much you think he, like, really... I'm assuming he really cares for Harrison, but I feel like he cares more about Harrison than anything. And not your typical cop intimidating on a TV show stuff. I just feel like it was... I felt I felt it, I guess, is, is the best thing I could say. Um, Logan is, without a doubt... He You take aspects of Dokes, like this whole, like... He's a good. He, Logan's a good cop. He's a really good cop. So you take aspects of of Dokes where it's he knows when things are wrong. He has that good instinct to pick up on things and stuff like that. But you take out the Marine Corps that like evil, like not evil. I'm sorry, not evil. The Marine Corps, like straight to the point, like non. I can't interact Blunt. with normal society and stuff like that. Blunt, bluntness. There we go. Thank you. Bluntness of it. And add in that little bit of Deb where it's like, okay, I can be a little bit odd, but I can also work with it. That's Logan. Logan is like, I don't know. I think I think Logan, I hope, or I, I don't think, I hope. I hope Logan has a bigger part the next couple of episodes because he's already, I, I feel like he's kind of on to Dexter about something isn't quite right. But he doesn't want to be rude at the same time where he's like, well, I also have to live with the guy in the neighborhood and stuff right. like that. You know, let me kind of be nice. But it, as what he says in this, I can be a vengeful, I, I can be a vengeful, a vengeful person. That is what he really truly is. And hmm. that's a good like thing to have in that character. Right. So, yeah, he's he's easily up there like again we've said this this police department puts miami metro to shame so i'm, I'm glad yeah i'm so it seems like him and the other dude with the mustache who seems to be a little bit goofy um mm-hmm. i'm glad at, yeah i mean you've, you have your comedy relief yeah. i'm glad at least He's one the of them right I'm, I'm glad at least one of them are gonna matter here is most mostly mm-hmm. what i'm saying um i think you had the best comment colton when you said I loved and hated this episode so much because even like that guy saying in the chat, I really do think this episode does a good job showing what's good about Dexter and what's bad about it. And personally, I think the good stuff is better than the bad stuff is bad. So like, so like, yes, it's such a, it's such a good way and you could analyze it forever. Like we get a lot, we get some bad because even we didn't even, I I didn't want to bring it up because I wanted to see if you did, but there's no mention of the fact that Dexter stuck a ketamine needle in this guy's neck and then he just started beating the shit out of him and didn't pass out. But we see uh, a few hours later, he does the same thing to Jasper, passes out. Uh And that's okay. Like, I used to sit there and nitpick the shit out of it. But this is, when you have some good in an episode, I'm able to, I'm able to eat my whole meal. You know, I have my, my, my steak, my vegetables and my rice. I'll have my vegetables being the needle, being the Batista, being the uh, um, what were we just mm-hmm. complaining about? Oh, the way he gets his drugs for the what we're going to talk about the way Dexter kills this guy, the dinking on his feet, beating the fuck out of him, the Deb. Um, so yes, it, mm-hmm. it's a great, it's a great chocolate vanilla swirl of bad and good. And yes, in the end, 
kind of like Dexter uh, Harrison was saying last episode. Uh, um, you know, we all have a good side and bad side in us, and it's whatever side that we're, that wins. The good one in this episode, and that's why I think overall we'll look yeah. back at like this. This was a a, a better better episode. Um, I'll I'll take this over episode over again. This episode, I, even this season, I will take this episode over other ones. Mm-hmm. And 100%, I will take this episode over the previous four episodes, the four seasons we've gotten <laughs> right. any day. Um, any day, I will take it. So yeah. We learn about Jasper Hodges, who apparently is the provider of all this stuff. And I'm honestly... The Walter White, The Walter will. White of Iron Lake. <laughs> and I'm honestly, I'm not... Moose, Moose Creek, sir. Moose Creek. Moose Creek. <laughs> I am not nitpicking. I just have a serious question. And someone in the chat, please answer me. Or if you picked up on this at all. We don't see Dexter actually break in the house. We just see him in the house. He's climbing in. But then he starts to walk... Oh. And then he starts to walk downstairs. How did Dexter get upstairs to walk downstairs you get what i'm saying because when he walk, he comes out of the bathroom i thought he was on the ground floor but he starts to walk downstairs a- again i'm not nitpicking as much as like i didn't see where that happened um i didn't either i didn't notice if that, anyone else so realized that just let me know because i'm it's something i maybe I, I keep thinking is that where i turned away but maybe that was a scene they cut they were just like and eh, right. we don't need to explain it so something that was brought to my attention by jen and when I my rewatch, I completely saw it, and again hitting that same note, fan service. This guy looks like, and he somewhat has the same aura around him as Freebo from season three. I could put the two and two together, <laughs> but the playing video games, <laughs> the he's the bigger fish, the smaller fish, whatnot, um, and he definitely really he definitely looks like him. Uh, I would have never put two and two together, but after she said it and then looking at him, in my head, the two look alike. Um, That's good. So Dexter is about to stab him, and Logan shows up to the house. Dexter smartly forces him to OD, which I have to think is a rather creative way I've seen on the show. You have 96 episodes. What is this? The 101st episode. How can, That's a note I have. How can you even get creative with kills? This is a good way to do it. You fucking force someone to OD. Yeah. I wanted to nitpick it in a way. I was like, "This, there's no way. But I was like, you know what? This is so creative. I'm not even going to do it. Yeah. It was so good. I think they mess with the timeline. And I don't even want to ask why there's a SWAT team there to take this guy down. But I think they purposely mess, mess with the timeline that to make you think like they were there. They're going to catch Dexter in the room. Um, but I enjoyed it. I know they weren't going to catch Dexter. Mm-hmm. But I just see, I just like the way they showed up, and they were like, "Oh fuck, here he is!" And we see the the man uh, OD'd. It was good. Yeah, yeah. It was very good. Tension. Very, tension. Yeah. Like I said, like I said, I wanted to nitpick, and I was like, "I'm not even going to." Yeah. I, I. It was good. So the episode sort of closes out where, again, we have that thing earlier in the episode where Harrison told Audrey, "Hey, uh, um." Harrison said that Jim Lindsay isn't even his real name. Angela gets home from her trip from New York City. Audrey tell her tells her that I think what makes what makes her spark her mind is the thing that Batista said, go with your gut, having just heard that Harrison name, and we all saw it on the screen, Angela gets sort of a uh uh she 
she does think about Harrison. A light, light a light bulb. There you go. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Um, and makes her. I'm assuming. I really don't want to get into it, but I think it's pretty easy if you have the name Harrison, and if you know the Trinity Killer. To get to connect everything. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. By next episode, if if Trinity, if. If yeah yeah no 100%. Yeah. Uh really quick and I just want to say this cuz I saw it in the chat that they said they weren't going to get a warrant for a couple days. It was actually 12 hours cuz um that was something like hey why is Dexter in the house where they know their police are going? Dexter thought he had 12 hours. I think that's they were playing with the timeline. That's why Dexter was able to get out in time. Um just didn't think Logan was going to show up easier cuz I I wanted to make that note about the 12 hours. Um anyway, so Angela does some googling and finds and the episode ends with Angela printing out the Dexter Morgan obituary mm-hmm. another gasp from me there with what his with his mugshot so you know what <laughs> Roxanne messaged me that and I was like no that's an obituary she's like no it looks like a mugshot on his obituary I was like oh I, I, I understand it um, yeah I was like I was like they could there was really no other photo like and for an obituary, that's a for who he was. Like, let's be like who Dexter actually was. Like, that's it. Okay, okay, fair enough. Okay, yeah. Um, Again, I'm not nitpicking that. It was just a little weird, but okay. So, yeah. it's very, you know what? I'm just gonna leave it alone. And that's the way our episode ends. Uh, the only thing mm-hmm. I, I don't want to comment too much on where what I think will happen with this. I think no. it, the show is just gonna tell us. But what I did find interesting is I'm surprised we got this five episodes into the season. I expected this mm-hmm. to come episode eight, episode nine, even possibly episode 10. Uh, good on the show for not dragging this obvious thing out that long. Mm-hmm. Um, just like that guy was saying, I- there's a lot of good, there's a lot of bad. This is some of the good. Don't make us wait until episode nine. Now we actually have to deal with it. Let's hope the way they deal with it is good. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that part. I think so because I actually have that in my notes and I'm not going to go into like what could potentially happen, but we have to remember that Angela, as of right now, she doesn't know anything about who Dexter Morgan was. Like, knows nothing about like any history of him. She, All she knows as of right now is that Jim Lindsay is Dexter Morgan and Harrison is his son who they were I'm assuming she's connecting at least they were involved with Miami Metro so he's an ex-cop he's involved with Miami Metro somehow why why would you why would you give up your ID man I just I don't know I I, I got tired of the lifestyle I needed to leave blah 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 there's a lot that can come from this and that's what I like so my biggest question and Kind of like I was saying this episode, like I thought it was going to be creative to see how Dexter is going to react in a new environment, but the show is not really about that. I wonder if at all, isn't it illegal to fake your death? I'm going to assume so. So I wonder if that's where Angela comes in. But hey, if the show doesn't address it, like, hey, this is illegal what you're doing. But is that also one of, But is that also one of those things where it's like you have a lot of cops like, okay, so like in Texas, it's illegal to have marijuana in Texas, but you have a lot of cops 
that pull over people. Hey, man, you got some weed? Yeah, I got like an ounce on me. Dump, dig it into the dirt. Let's move on. You know, like what? Why did you disc? You know, fake your death? Were you, I mean, obviously he wasn't. He didn't get monetary out of it. He's not some rich billionaire collecting insurance scam money. So I, I'm just saying. So yes, but. If someone faked their death, I'm almost positive I would not believe them until they told me of a crime they committed. Faking your death is insane. So I think there's more to it. Now, this is getting way too deep and I really want to end this. I was going to say this is... I want to end yeah, the discussion th- th- here. There's so much if more I that want- we don't know. We're, we're speculating mm-hmm. so much right now. I could put my own obituary in the newspaper today and actually not be declared dead. You can I could put your obituary in the paper tomorrow if I wanted. So maybe That's he true. didn't fake his death. He just escaped. Everyone thought he was dead. They found his boat. Maybe he was never actually declared dead. Like he was declared dead by this. Forget it. This is what I mean. This is why I didn't want to bring it up. Colton, anything else? There's a lot of if, ands, a lot of if, ands, or buts. So yeah, nope. If great episode, fantastic. That's all I can say. Love it. Something interesting that we said, I said last week. I don't know if you said it. I for sure thought we were getting Trinity this episode. We definitely did not. Yeah, I did. Um, and I keep seeing again and again when I type in down in Google Dexter New Blood. I'm just going to go and throw that out there right now. If they make Trinity. The quote-unquote Dark Passenger, which I'm assuming everybody's going to say is Dark Passenger's like Deb is now Dexter's Dark Passenger. That's not who the Dark Passenger actually is, blah, blah, blah. If they make Trinity the Dark Passenger for Harrison for the next five episodes, I will I will feel myself punching my computer. I'm just going to put it out there right no. now. <laughs> if it's a one if it's a one episode thing where it's he's in de- he's in Harrison's head or something, I'll be okay with it. But as a dark passenger, as like the guiding force and stuff like that, I'm done. I'm done. So the only reason why I'm going to say no is because I'm 99% positive John Lithgow is only in two scenes. And he was only there for like two days. I don't think he's I don't think he's coming back the way Deb is. I think he's going to like okay. be there for a scene and Thank a second God. scene. But you know what? I've, I've just seen so much out there about that. And I'm like, fucking to, no. Please to, no. To, to that point, I've ignored... All of this stuff. Even you texted me this week, like, hey, looks like Angel Batista. I mean, you were joking. You were saying, like, hey, Angel Batista is the killer. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. What the hell? I'm sorry. Um, I, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't think Batista is going to be in this episode. Um, who knows how it goes out? Because I did not know Batista yeah. was going to be the person who comes back. They did say an unnamed character was going to be back. Um, so the best, the the fun of this is. We could all digest this for the week. We have the wrap-up podcast, yep. and next Saturday and Sunday, we do this all again. Um, exactly. So Excited. That is all for this episode. I believe next week's episode is titled Too Many Tuna Sandwiches. I know one of these episodes got a change of title, but from what I see thus far on IMDb... Um, are, do, you, do you not know what the tuna sandwiches is about? That's what De- no, Dexter Dexter wanted to get lunch at Iron Lake Tavern. He's like, oh, man, I just wanted my tuna sandwich. 
I'm, I'm uh, assuming it's a little okay. bit of a, a, a thing to that. Um, oh, because Olsen's there and he's the killer. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. I'm good. So with that being said, Colton, if you have nothing else on this episode, we can close out this episode and talk to everyone next week when we eat too many tuna sandwiches. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs>